Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Marta Hobbs. Marta was born in Szczecin, Poland, and immigrated to the United States at the age of 13, fleeing communist oppression of her homeland as a political refugee. After a decade-long successful career in TV production in New York City, Marta co-founded the multi-billion dollar business CheapCaribbean.com with her husband, Jim. As a founder and teacher of Soul Care, a spiritual practice to slow down the body, quiet the mind, and reconnect with the soul, Marta now guides others towards healing, self-discovery, and a living, an open, a heart-centered, and soul-led life. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Marta. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be with you. Well, first off, Marta, why do you do what you do? Everything I do uh, is to point everyone I encounter within. And what do I mean by that? I think I spent so much of my life living focused on the externals, on other people and the circumstances and the places I lived and sort of trying to get all that right. And I learned that really everything is about living from my soul, reconnected to myself, reconnecting to myself on a deeper level learning who I am deep, deep down inside, and then living out of that space. Therefore, my external circumstances don't define me because I come already knowing who I am. And so I try to teach people that there's more to life than the external chase and and the rat race, um, that there's a space to live life from which is contained within, and that is their soul. And living from their hearts and living from the souls, I believe is the only way to find lasting peace, true love, um, and purpose to life, which I think uh, is so important, living life with meaning. And talk to me a little bit about your book, which is entitled Unraveling, A Woman's Search for Freedom and the Journey of Coming Home. Unraveling came out on Valentine's Day of this year, and uh, it took me three years to write it. It is a memoir and it starts at a point in my life where, uh, you know, where, um, I made it. So I had, uh, a beautiful family, two children. I was happily married. I ran Cheap Caribbean with my husband. It was successful. We just uh, had a very profitable exit, moved to Paris, France, and I was so ready to be retired at 39 and live the good life. And what happened instead is I got, um, served a bit of an awakening situation where I started to have panic attacks and paralyzing anxiety. And I was diagnosed with a serious heart condition, which then just led me to asking some questions and like, who am I? What am I doing here? And what is happening? Uh, And that was now almost a decade ago when it sent me on a really deep healing journey, which then became a journey of self-discovery and ultimately spirituality. And so the book is about that. The book starts at the breaking point, goes back to my childhood, talks about growing up under communist oppression, fleeing that in secrecy, arriving in the States, uh, the heartbreaking journey of being an immigrant teenager in America and not speaking the language, and then building this empire, uh, and then the disappointment of having, quote unquote, made it, yet um, feeling like something was missing. Um, So then the last part of the book is really about the healing journey with which I hope to support people who are struggling, um, who don't really know where to begin or what questions to ask. So I just share really my my deepest pain points and my most vulnerable parts uh, just to show people that really, you know, we, we can overcome anything. Um, and here's what it took for me. And here's what my process looked like. So I'm hoping just to offer hope. 
Talk to me about the phrase that is in your book title, or actually the subtitle, Search for Freedom. Why is there a search for freedom? Thanks. Great question. Um, so we left Poland. When I was growing up as a child, the the government was communist. And my mother was a journalist, and she refused to join the Communist Party. So she spoke truth. And she was imprisoned, um, kidnapped in the middle of the night when I was about 11, and missing for three days. And so she was already fighting for freedom. My grandfather before her fought for freedom in the Second World War and the Warsaw Uprising. And so when my family fled in the middle of the night, not telling friends or family, just my mom, my dad, and my sister, when we fled, it was in the search of freedom. And arriving in the United States, uh, for a long time, I felt that that escape from Poland, rather than give me freedom as a kid, oppressed me because now I had to figure out a way at 13, how to do life in a new country, in a new culture with a new set of rules. Um, and so I was wondering when I, when I was older and everything I had sort of learned how to do life when that failed me, when I succeeded, I started to wonder what was freedom for me. And ultimately freedom for me, uh, the kind of freedom that I was searching was the inner freedom. Um, and that kind of freedom can never be taken from me. So I feel like the search for freedom is something that started generations before me and my family. And the way that I fell into it was by finding my inner freedom. And that is, I know who I am within and regardless of what my external circumstances are, I am free. I'm not only free, I'm freedom itself. What's interesting to me is that your 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 the the end story and what you're talking about of this this search for freedom is very similar to uh, Viktor Frankl. Um, now you had two very different experiences. Clearly, one uh, where you were able to escape the oppression uh, and got to a place that was quote unquote free, and then of course his uh, uh, experience in the concentration camps, which which taught him about freedom. So, is there there's a connection point there? I see you shaking your head. <laughs> I'm just so I'm so pleased that you bring that up because he was a big motivator for me. Uh, and when I initially wanted to publish the story uh, with major publishing houses, everyone said, don't write a memoir because you don't have a platform. And then people said, write more of a help, help, you know, self-help book, take out, take out the stories. And what I wanted was I wanted to um, base the structure of my book on his, a man's search for meaning. And I wanted to write about a woman's search for freedom. And so his book is also, half of it is the story of what it was like living in concentration camp. And then the second half of his book is sort of the process, what he learned from it. And so my structure is the same. It's my story, but then the end of the book, and I break up my story into two parts because there's a lot to it. And But the third and final piece is sort of my process and the freedom. And I love his quote when he says, freedom is found in the pause between impulse and response, I think it is. So, um, so he talks so much about freedom that that book was really, uh, shaped me. It shaped me and it also empowered, um, and inspired me to, to write about what I was writing about, which was something really painful that I experienced, um, and the wisdom I gained from it. So just like he uh, taught me so much. Um, I hope to do the same with my story for others. Yeah, I think I think he he talks about the, the and I'm paraphrasing here, but the last of the human freedoms is the is the freedom to choose how one feels in any given situation. <laughs> That's you, the, you can't that you can that cannot be taken away from you no matter what. So. Absolutely, super similar to what I say when I say that internal freedom. It's exactly the same concept. Yeah. 
Well, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, Marta, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Well, uh, my answer is I am my own hero. Uh, and I don't mean that in a narcissistic, ego, egocentrical way. I just mean it. Um, we're so trained to focus on others and sort of follow a formula or, or a, um, um, an outline of a model of what's successful. And we're so constantly competing and comparing. Uh, and I think that is toxic. I think that puts us in the space of never being enough, uh, not being proud of who we are uniquely and authentically. We're constantly looking to others. And so the self-talk becomes, I'm not enough because I'm not like her or I'm not like him. And so I choose to see my painful story and see myself as my own heroine, um, as, as the hero of my own journey. And that gives me purpose. That gives me hope. And that empowers me to overcome anything. And so I think um, rather than, again, focusing on what everyone else is doing around me, I just stick to who I am, uh, what my mission here is, and how well can I do that? How much, how bright of a light can I be for other people? So I'm for all of us being our own heroes. And lastly, Marta, how can somebody contact you? Uh, easiest way is to reach uh, um, to my website, uh, www.martahobbs.com, M-A-R-T-A-H-O-B-B-S.com. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm around and I would love to hear from you. All right. Marta Hobbs, the author of Unraveling, A Woman's Search for Freedom and the Journey of Coming Home. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate your time. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.